minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Charles Barkley in a pickup game. We'll take Barkley. Ha! First pick! Sorry, kids! Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? Okay, here's the plan. Pass me the ball every time. This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Welcome to Allstate, where we bring it all together. And bundling your home and auto is good, right? And it saves you up to 25%. It all comes together. Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands with Allstate. Click, call, or visit Allstate.com to save today. Bundled savings discounts will vary by state. Saving up to 25% is a countrywide average of savings off the home policy. Combining the multiple policy discount for having auto insurance with Allstate and the welcome discount savings at enrollment. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Who's better, Jokic or MBJ? They're both so unique, man. Like, they're one-on-one bigs. Who would you rather play with? If you're a floor spacer, Jokic's basketball IQ is off the charts. His passing ability is so dangerous. But Joel Embiid's offensive ability to space the floor, I mean, they are both do things very similar. I'll be happy with either. TJ and Max, followed by Greeny. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Sometimes, Brian, when I say I'm right, I'm right. And the sun shines, we'll smile on you. <laughs> Gus Cottengill, Brian B. Enemy here, hour number three. A guest this hour, Mr. John DeShazer, covers your New Orleans Pelicans and New Orleans Saints. Also, of course, does color with the Pelicans with Todd Graffinini. J.D., thanks for joining us. Sir. I know you at the owners' meetings. You're going to catch up to them. They, they got a head start on you, man. We actually... Turned up the mic here at the house and and heard the plane take off over the house. So they're on their way to Portland, man. But I know you're ready for that one. Yeah, I got a six hour flight tomorrow tomorrow morning, but uh, we'll catch up to them and and uh, hopefully the team will do, hopefully the team will make that long day tomorrow for me worth it. Got no doubt. And look, um, we'll start there since there's a lot to kind of unpack over where you currently are over there in Florida. Um, how good a feeling was Sunday, man? I know the win and all of that mattered, but to, to feel the arena like that, I've enjoyed yesterday. I guess a lot of people posted videos from the upper deck to the lower deck uh, of, you know, the final horn. We've played the call where, you know, you and, and Todd said you couldn't hear anything there at the very final buzzer. But what was that like, man? Let me tell you something, man. Anytime – now, people, you know – and say what they want to say. Anytime you can kick the Lakers' assets, I'm all for it. Anytime you can, you can kind of shut them up, shut them down, whatever you want to call it. And I don't care if it's for ninth place or I don't care if it's for third place, whatever it is, because if you're a Pelicans fan, if you're from New Orleans, you better feel some type of way about the Lakers. Um, you better feel some type of way about the way they ended up getting Anthony Davis. You better feel some type of way about the way they kind of – I don't want to say they walk around – Smug, but they walk around smug. <laughs> um, you know, that's a team that feels like they're supposed to be in the finals and they're supposed to, you know, get calls and they're supposed to be bequeathed all the nice things. And that's the franchise where people look at them and say, hey, they need some players. Let's take the good ones from the Lakers, from the Pelicans roster and give them to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the kind of thing that's, you know, that, that gets in your throat and aggravates the poop out of you at some point in time. So to beat them that way, and, and for them to be up 23, and I kept telling Grant during the broadcast, look, this team will give it up. They'll give it to you. If you, if you stay with it, they'll, they'll, they'll bend a little bit, and whether or not you can break them is up to you, but they will bend. And to see them bend and then see the Pelicans break them, man, that was nice to see. That, was, that wasn't the best win of the season because the Lakers are a bad team. That, so that wasn't the best win of the season. That might be, you know, Utah or something like that. But as far as satisfaction, it, it won't get better than that one. 
Oh, and guess what? You get to see them again on Friday. Before then, you got Portland. And what's incredible is the Pels are in this position, J.D., where they're currently in ninth, as strange as it sounds. Not because of Brandon Ingram or C.J. McCollum only. And I use the word only because if Alvarado against the Bulls doesn't go and have his moment, Larry Nance have his moment, um, you see what Trey Murphy just did in the third quarter in that game against the Lakers with 16 points, Alvarado as well. But Trey Murphy, all, all these different guys just stepping up, man, that you probably wouldn't think are a reason the Pelicans are playing for a playoff spot, but they are. Yeah, if you want to be a good team, you got to get everybody chipping in. So, you know, you might have to have a Jose Alvarado, who's been a, a fantastic surprise. You know, that four-year deal for him uh, probably could have brought tears to everybody's eyes because he earned it. And you've got to have Trey Murphy, who has not had a great rookie season, but has had some flashes, and he had a flash at the right time on Sunday uh, against the Lakers. You know, C.J. McCollum is, is a comforting player to have because you know if everything goes sideways, if everything goes to heck, he can get you a basket, but they've done a lot of this without Brandon Ingram. I think B.I. I think B.I.'s been out about 20 games this season. So a lot of this without Brandon Ingram. But Jonas Valanciunas has been a double-double machine. He's got eight straight. And then you had Herb Jones, who, you know, he's by far the best second-round pick in this NBA draft. And if you put him against all rookies, you know, he's definitely going to be on the all-rookie team and probably should be on the all-defense team. I know he won't get there because he's a rookie. But he's had a phenomenal season as a guy who's picked in the second round. So, you know, you get all the parts working together. And then these guys are unselfish. They celebrate each other's success. They want to see one another succeed. Uh, if they find a hot guy, they will feed that guy. It was Herb, Herb Jones was the hot guy against Denver in Denver. And they ran clear outs for a guy who in college, everybody said, could not shoot. And they put the offense in his hands down the stretch. And he delivered. So, you know, that only shows the growth of this team. It shows the belief. They like each other. They believe in each other. And you see it on the court. Jay, this is Brian helping out Gus today. And first and foremost, man, let me say thank you for being one of the pioneers because it's it's because of guys like you that I was able to see a likeness of myself and want to do this. So thank you for even being, you know, having the courage to step into that field. Uh Secondly, how do you, you know, you, 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 you're around the team way more than, you know, Gus and I could ever be so what's the vibe now there's so much talk about culture and culture but I kind of see the Pels having an identity now would you agree with that or do you still think you know they're, they're still trying to build to that identity no well first I appreciate the compliment you know you can get anything you want from me with flattery but I appreciate great I appreciate that greatly my brother but but yeah you, you see these guys again they they like it it's a family atmosphere they like being around each other now you know, I'm not going to give away any trade secrets, but, you know, it hadn't always been that case where a team was this close where on the court, off the court, I mean, you genuinely see these guys like each other. Look, Brandon Ingram likes, not likes, he loves Jose Alvarado, like brothers. And most of these guys are like that. There's no standoffish guy in this group where, you know, you see the group doing one thing and one guy doing his own sure. thing. These guys like being around each other all the time. And if you got that kind of you got that kind of identity, you got that kind of brotherhood, you're gonna have guys who will sacrifice for one another. Guys who say, you know what? I don't care if I get 25. I just want to win the game. I don't care what happens. I just want to win the game. And and that's what it comes down to. I mean, there's gonna be sometimes where CJ's gonna have to get 30 sometimes. Bi's gonna have to get 30 sometimes. Jonas is gonna have to get yeah. you know 28 and and 16 rebounds sometimes. <clears throat> but you have instances where those guys just don't really care. Jonas is on the box, and he's passing it out to open shooters when he can turn around and shoot it himself. Right. And that's just guys you know, making sure that teammates are involved, just making the right basketball play. And if you don't like to see that, then you just don't like ball. You don't like unselfish ball uh, because these guys, you see it in them. You see it in them every day Brian they they like being around each other they love being around each other they kid so much in practice it's like a bunch of six-year-olds running around out there half the time <laughs> because you know they're you know these are the type of dudes who will probably pants each other when they get a chance mm-hmm. you know that kind of stuff and, and give each other wedgies probably you know that kind of stuff they like being around each other 
Speak with Jonathan Shays, a color analyst of your New Orleans Pelicans, but also writes for NewOrleansSaints.com and covers your Saints. He's at the owners' meeting. He's going to catch up to the rest of the team tomorrow on a nice long flight. We'll hopefully take a nap, sir. But so much today that Dennis Allen said that we can unpack here in the next five to six minutes. Let's just start with uh, his thoughts on how Jameis Winston right handled the Deshaun Watson approach. I thought that was interesting because it matched what Jameis Winston said yesterday. Yeah, I mean, James was mature about it. And, and basically, you know, Nicky Loomis, Nicky Loomis also, you know, kind of added in on that one saying, you know, look, they kept him abreast that they, this was something they were going to do. They were going to, you know, make some, you know, make a, a, a pursuit of Deshaun Watson. But they also added, you know, hey, James was an unrestricted free agent. He had opportunities to look around also. So both were looking around. You didn't just wait on one another. And then when the Deshaun Watson thing didn't work out, when Jameis, I guess, didn't get a better offer, he's able to come back to the Saints. The Saints are able to reapproach him, and they're able to get something done. Um, Jameis Winston, we've seen what he did for the Saints last year. It was really horrific that he couldn't finish out that season uh, after starting the seven games and helping the team go five and two, and you know, fourteen touchdowns and three interceptions. You wanted to see what was going to happen because I really believe in that Halloween game where he tore his ACL. They were going to cut him loose. Because when Trevor Simeon came in in the second quarter, from the second quarter to the end of that game, Trevor Simeon threw 29 passes. Yeah. So I think that was going to be the game where they were going to cut Jameis Winston loose and let him let it fly for 40, 45 throws. And it just didn't happen. And it just so happened that it happened to be against his former team. I want to see what he's able to do with another year in the system, with the trust that he's now built up. Because I don't think it's going to be – yeah, I think he's going to be wise about you know where he throws it and how he throws it. I think he learned to not turn the ball over, and that's one thing Dennis Allen said. Also, you know, half half the battle in this league just don't win, just don't lose the game. You know, right. figure out how you can learn how to win, but don't lose the game because you know you'll hear great coaches say teams will lose the game just as much as teams win the game. More so, they'll lose the game. So I think James has got that under his belt, and it'll be good to see him in this offense with Michael Thomas back. Thank goodness maybe some more additions and help at the receiver position because we know Jameis wants to throw that thing deep and he's going to need somebody to run out there and get it. And so it'll be good to see him back. And, you know, you know, it's a business. You can't have hard feelings when the team looks around uh, for another quarterback or when you look for another team. Uh, the business aspect of it is you cannot take it personal. Otherwise, you'll ruin relationships in this business. And, uh, yeah, hey, everybody at the end of the day is going to look out for their own best interest. And fortunately for the Saints and Jameis, both best interests ended up aligning. J.D., a continuity seems to kind of be the theme of the offseason, you know, you know, bringing back Jameis and, you know, of course, adding Mike to the fold. But the one part that doesn't have continuity, at least for right now, thanks to the big fella leaving into Ron Armstead, is the offensive line. So it looks like there's going to be a bit of a Cupid shuffle. Is it going to be? James Hurst kind of sliding into that position, or is it going to be Ryan Ramchick being there and they kind of, you know, have to worry about the right tackle spot? That's going to be one of the most important parts, you know, for a guy like James to kind of take control is that who's going to be up front for him. Do you see them plugging and playing James Hurst? Or do you think they're going to bring in somebody maybe the draft of, of the free agency? I, I really 100% don't know right now, to be honest with you, because Ryan Ramchick played left tackle in college, right? And Indeed. Ryan Ramchick has a, has a, has a, contract that's left tackle friendly in terms of incentives. <laughs> so why would you put that in there if you're not going to play left tackle? Now, that said, uh, the theme seems to have been that Ryan Ramchick is going to stay at right tackle. They like him there. And that James Hurst, who filled in for Tehran, uh, will probably slide to that position as a starter. But again, as you just mentioned, they got draft picks. They can draft, and we know the Saints like to draft Linemen. They like to draft big guys. They like to draft offensive and defensive linemen, especially early. I think they feel like there's less risk in those players. Uh, you can kind of judge those players a little bit better in terms of upside and, mm -hmm. and continuity. And so, you know, but do you want a rookie playing left tackle when you feel like you're a, a contending team? Some guys are capable of stepping in and doing that. We just don't know. We know if, even if it is a rookie, you can kind of wean him. You know, you can kind of phase him in because you have James Hurst who's able to play that position. Right now, I just don't know. My guess would be that James Hurst would be your starting left tackle if you started the season, you know, right now. 
I think James Hurst, if you go through training camp and you, and you draft a rookie, he's going to have to be mighty good to be a, a day one starter just because James Hurst has done it before and done it pretty well. So I would say that it would be Hurst right now. I got one quick question for you here in about 60 seconds, and I know it's probably not enough time, but how important do you think it was that Dennis Allen said he went to Michael Thomas's place in California? He's got some time in Malibu for himself, but that, that I think that says something, doesn't it? It's huge. It's huge. And I mean, I know DA played it down a little bit, but, you know, you go see a guy because, you know, he has been away from the organization a little bit. You know, he's been rehabbing, and, you know, you hear things and you hear whispers and you and you want to make sure that, He's all in, and he feels good about the situation. And so you want to go and be able to gauge where that guy is mentally, and you certainly want to be able to gauge where he is physically. But you want to see, you know, what's this relationship going to be like? Yeah, Mm -hmm. he knows me, but he don't know me. So I need to go and kind of get a feel for him, and he needs to get a feel for me, and we can both kind of find out, you know, feel each other out and see if we're both going to be rowing in the same direction. It seems that way that they are rowing in the same direction. J.D., as we let you go, one thing we've learned with the Pelicans this season, and I can't wait to have the final couple of games with you and Todd, sir, but it's a communication business. I mean, I think why we are where we are with the Pels is because of Willie Green and the way he's communicated with those players, going to visit Devontae, letting them know I need him to come off the bench, things of that nature. So I think when you see your head coach in the NFL go make that effort like that, to your point, um, I think it kind of maybe, you know, peels a little layer as to what kind of coach maybe we're going to see here in the future. It's going to be interesting to see for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think it had to make an impression on Michael Thomas. And you mentioned Willie Green. I mean, Willie Green is a better communicator with these guys because he understands them. He's a little bit closer to him in age. He played the game also, but you know, he's been around a great communicator in Monty Williams and, and not to, not to kick Stan Van Gundy now that he's gone, but Stan had been out of the league for a while and Stan's, Ways might have been a little bit antiquated, and yeah. you know, you you get in a situation where you know you're talking, you you've got a guy who might be a little bit more hard line as opposed to not quite the communicator that a, a little bit younger guy is. And Willie Green's probably able to get more out of those guys. He's able to kind of finesse them and 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 get them to understand. Look, there's a process here, and I don't want you to panic because this thing works, and I got proof that it works. <laughs> and if you just stay with me. You know, I'm not going to scream at you and yell at you. We're going to talk about this, and we're going to talk through this, and we're going to figure it out. And, you know, it looks like DA's got some of that in terms of communication. Well, sir, 60 wins for the Suns, probably coach of the year for Monty Williams. Anything he wants to do that Phoenix is doing, I say follow it. Uh, as always, man, appreciate the time. Thank you so much for joining us over in Florida, man. Safe travels to Portland, a six-hour flight. But, J.D., making some time for us. Thank you, bud. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, Thanks, sure. AD. Thank you. Quick break. We come back. We'll discuss what he had to say. Open phone lines if you want to chime in here as well. So support Tangover on ESPN in New Orleans. Don't go back to the non-attorney paid spokesperson. Attention past and present industrial plant workers in Louisiana. If you worked in a petrochemical plant, a refinery, or other industrial plant, your children may be entitled to compensation. Birth defects have been linked to toxic chemicals and solvents used in the petrochemical and other industrial plants located between New Orleans and Baton Rouge. So if you were working in an industrial plant where toxic chemicals and solvents were present and your child was born with a brain or spinal cord disorder, skeletal, organ, or limb deformities, a heart condition, cerebral palsy, genetic damage, or other problems, they could be entitled to compensation. Call the law firm of Philip C. Hoffman at 1-833-99-TOXIC. If you are a current or former petrochemical or other plant worker and your child is suffering from birth defects, call 1-833-998-6942 today. Contact the law firm of Philip C. Hoffman to evaluate whether your child is entitled to compensation. Call 1-833-99-TOXIC now. Responsible attorney Philip C. Hoffman, New Orleans, Louisiana. It's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. A new name, a new era. TGMC is now Terrebonne General Health System. 
This change reflects our transition to more of an all-around healthcare partner rather than just a healthcare provider. With new facilities, new innovations, and new ways to help you, we've done more than change our name. We've changed our future. To see what's new at Terrebonne General Health System, visit tghealthsystem.com. Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. With the NBA Today music from NBC. Remember that? Yeah. yeah that's what it was. Tonight. Could be the night, baby. Could I be the night. So. As uh, your Dallas Mavericks. Let's go Dallas. Uh, if they take care. Of your Los Angeles Lakers, uh, one angry midget, I see you. Give me about 40 seconds here. Jay Will, in which LeBron James, having the kind of season that he is having, might miss out on everything, including the play-in tournament. Yeah, I've been thinking about that world for the past month and a half. And the real question that I have for LeBron is, you have a sore left knee that you've missed multiple games already. Now you roll your left ankle. What are we trying to have LeBron James do at the age of 37? We're trying to have him come back and bite for a 10th seed. Like it, it gets to a certain point where you're thinking, what's in the best long-term interest of LeBron James mm. more so than short-term game? What, what's in the best long-term interest of LeBron James is clearly something that will happen after the middle of June this year. I think any thoughts of Anthony Davis coming back and this team going on some miracle run, unless there's anyone here who wants to suggest that's no. still a possibility. So, Wendy, what does it then look like? What does the future look like for LeBron beyond this spring? Boy, it's going to take threading a needle to get this Lakers team out of the current situation. They are going to have to hit a home run in free agency with very limited dollars. They are going to have to hit some sort of Russell Westbrook trade. And I'm not sure that Rob Palinka has demonstrated that he's going to be able to do it. The big thing here is, in August, LeBron is eligible to sign a contract extension. So he will evaluate the moves in June and July. They don't have a draft pick. That's out the window. He will evaluate the moves in June and July, and then extend or not. So this is going to be a very delicate couple of months when this season is mercifully over. I, I love, mercifully, I love how it's Palinka's fault. It's Palinka's it's always, fault. It's everybody else, because Palinka didn't get him help at the trade deadline. It's unbelievable. One angry midget. What you got for us today on the show, sir? What's good, family? I'm good, bro. No complaints on this end, brother. How you been? Your guest host has been all holding it down, but it's glad to see the adults are back in the room. My man. Oh, hey, guys. How are you? Hi. Hi, Angry Midget. Sorry. <laughs> what you got, bud? So, so here's my question. Mm -hmm. LeBron catches these murder bird wings. Street clothes Tony looks like a bootleg Rollo sitting on the sidelines watching. And the story is poor LeBron. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with the fact that the Pelicans started 1-12, 13-16, made a trade that just ruined CJ's career. He comes over, and now the Pelicans are getting hot when you need to get hot. And the story is poor LeBron? Like, who wrote this? This is a terrible book. This is the worst book ever. Like, who would come up with this? This is garbage. Why isn't the story that the Pelicans with with with, with Willie, with Herb, with DJ, with Bi coming back? Why isn't that the story? Every time I hear a Pelican story, it's Zion doesn't want to be here, or they're a poverty franchise. Well, they just dropped them wings on LeBron, and all of a sudden it's poor LeBron. He's hurt. This is crap. Like. Seriously, like, we deserve better than that. The the, the, the national media deserves, or, or the American public deserves better than that. Because mm -hmm. it's it basically, it's, it, it, it's a false narrative. LeBron's 37 years old. That's what happens when you get old. You get got. I mean, I, I'll say the only logical explanation, I mean, of course, has to be, well, Zion is unhappy and he's leaving. That's the, Why would we talk about them? Well, that's happening. I, I, yeah. I haven't found that bite, but he was asked earlier today, Byron Windhorst, if uh, if Zion will be a Pelican next year. Yeah. And he said, kind of. I, actually, you know what? I'll be able to pull that out. I use it as a video. I might be able to get it. But, yeah, essentially, uh, he feels that the Pels may not offer, may not offer a full extension, just a half extension. And that will be the deal, Burke. Yeah, okay. I'm just saying. Yeah, okay. Okay. Go ahead, Angry Midget. 
I, you know what? B, you need to call Perk. We need to hear from Perk on this. Just don't talk about that man's wife. Hey, listen, I can't make any promises, man. I can't make any promises. <laughs> Y'all be good, guys. Take right, care, man. brother. Good Take hearing care, from buddy. you. Yep. That is, uh, that's what happened this morning, by the way. You know, it's all about it. Yeah, here it is. I don't feel good about it. There it is. Uh, mm-hmm. answer, and I think I agree. Wendy, likely or unlikely that Zion is a Pelican next season? Boy, I'm going to say likely, but I don't feel good about it. Uh, it's not just about where he is with the franchise. He's got a contract extension decision. He's got to decide, and the Pelicans have to decide, full max, full max. max. Full max. Okay, well, maybe he's maybe not ready to give it to him, so I don't know. There you go. So, in his mind, he did, he's not he's not so sure the Pels are ready, ready to give him the full max. So I'll, I'll throw that question out to you because we talked about that here on the show over the last couple of weeks and months there as well. Here's the weird thing. Like, okay, part of it I get. It, it's it's their job to create these topics, and now you know that's going to be a soundbite that goes all throughout the you know the, sure. the the media tour, and you know everybody's going to talk about that and whether or not you know it's going to be a headline. But mm-hmm. there's one person who can end that, Zion. No, 100. percent Which is why I've said, Brian, yeah. you do offer the max. Yes. you do offer the. Extension. You put it on him, and then I mean you do it like literally at the at the second that that can happen. Yeah, and then then you get your answer. Well, here, here's a better thing. Zion does simply this. I want to be there. Mm-hmm. The first time they put a contract extension in front of my That's face, it. I'm signing it. And then everything goes away. And here's the other thing, too. Um, why wouldn't you if you're him? Because the second he does put ink to paper, it's guaranteed. Yes. We've watched James Harden, I said this last week, get out of two teams. Yes. Already. Ben Simmons, who's still not playing, didn't play. No. And got out of his team. Sonnet, I think you owe it. I think you owe it out of respect to Willie Green. Yes. To give it one year. I, I agree. Whether, whether you like it or not. I mean, well, you know, give it a year because at the end of the day, here's the other aspect with, with all this. Well, what is it that's important to you? Is it market size? Is it who gets to see you or is it winning? Because it's not even a competition. You know, what team you're going to be able to put better around, quote unquote, him? If you're comparing New York, who, like the Lakers, don't have assets to trade you, much less draft picks, much less ownership, James Dolan is one of the worst owners in the NBA. For years now. For years. So, I mean, I'm just saying, like, so what is it that's important to you then? You know, I mean, if that's the case, because then you're saying that it's not about to it. But at the same time, though, Brian, this is something that we wanted to talk about a little bit here as well with the Rooney Rule changes, the NFL this year, or yesterday or today, saying you have got to get – a minority or female offensive assistant that the NFL is going to compensate for, essentially pay and reimburse you for that contract to have. There's a lot of importance being done right now by a lot of leagues to give opportunity to minorities or females, Mm -hmm. right? You have an African-American coach with the Pelicans. Yes. Who has absolutely, he's earned it. He's been given... You know, his start by Steve Kerr, then Monty Williams. They both love him a lot. Chris Paul. I mean, a lot of names and players and people that respect him are doing that. That's my whole thing through all of this that I've gotten. It's It's been disrespectful of that, yes. right? Because as you know, Brian, a lot of these jobs don't come very easy. You get that one shot, especially when you're a young guy like that. Yeah, that's I mean, it. we've seen a bunch of reach wed. I mean, yeah. Stan Van Gundy, Gundy being another one. You know, what if... This hadn't gone well, you know. Is Willie out in two years? How many other teams give him that opportunity? That's all I'm saying. Sign your contract is guaranteed. Because if you can't stay off the pizza, or you get injured, or you just don't want to be here, bottom line, the money's guaranteed to you. You're done with the injury history. Yeah, it'd be foolish to not sign it because you at least have a hundred something million in the bank, right? It's in the bank, so you sign it. You give it that one year, and then in two years, if this team hadn't won. If this team hadn't gotten past the play-in situation, if this team in two years can't get into the first round or second round of the playoffs, Brian, I will get my pilot's license and I will fly him to New York. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, to me, it makes no sense. But to your point, you can end all of that. I mean, what are you holding anybody to the fire for? And I'm not saying that's what he's doing or anything of that nature. But to your point, 
that stuff isn't going to stop until he signs it. And even after he signs it, it's just going to be the case. And I, you know, it's frustrating. There's two things here. First of all, let's stop with the market size thing. You know, and I don't mean from your perspective. I mean, from the national media perspective, he's Zion bleeping Williams. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's nowhere that kid can't go that he's not going to get an endorsement, including here in New Orleans, because how many games has he played a full season yet in New Orleans? He hasn't, right? Not many. Okay, cool. So that being said, isn't he with Jordan right now? Yes, Jordan Brand. Yeah, doesn't he have other endorsements? Gatorade, Gatorade, Mountain Dew, somebody like that? Like, so him playing in New Orleans hasn't stopped him from getting endorsements. How many playoff wins? Uh, zero. Yeah. uh, Playoff appearances, zero. Yeah. So, I mean, we can stop the endorsement thing there. The market size doesn't matter. He's Zion. He's going to get endorsements no matter where he goes. 100%. So that's part one. Part two is that Mr. Glass on TV right now, he even gave the the Pels a second contract, you know, after his rookie deal. So the precedent is there. Even if you want to leave, which AD did eventually, after a playoff season, by the way, you can always go. Like there's there's nothing that's going to hold you here just because you're under contract in the NBA. All you got to do is you know just basically you know well, tell and, one and of your yeah, people. And when the it's other done. thing too, man, is just look around you. Yeah. Like where is it going to be better? And, and I'm just saying that now. Look, not the I'm, team he I'm wants not to go saying to. I'm not saying you shouldn't go where you're happy, and I'm not saying you shouldn't go where you're living. Look, that weekend on the West Coast, you live out there now. Yeah. You know, in the time zone, believe me that. It, it, it's a difference. Oh yeah, it's nice. In New Orleans. Yeah. Okay? It's nice. Where crime, school, politics, you name it here, it, it makes me think about it a lot, whether yeah. or not I want to stay here for Carver's duration. Okay? I mean, I, I, that's just honesty. Correct. Um, but when you are what they do, this is what I've always said. You can live wherever you want in the offseason because during the season, <laughs> the money to do it. During the season, okay, they played. You know, you play a game last night. They're at the facility in the morning. Yeah. Then you practice. Then you get to go home and do whatever it is, or you fly out to your road trip. Or you work, yeah. like, you get know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, you, can, you can go live in L.A. You can go live in New York. And by the way, have fun with those media markets. Oh, because when you X, again, XAD right now, I just literally been playing yeah. that all day today. They XAD. have blamed him. He's not carrying his weight he's not working out properly you got windhorse talking about his balance yeah. and how he needs to work on his balance with some sort of you know kung fu master or something to help i mean like seriously that's his legacy yeah that's who he is so just be careful with that because as we go to break last week one of the new york post writers that covers the knicks literally was treating how bad R.J. Barrett performed in the game that they lost. Mind you, they won because of Barrett the next game. But I'm just just saying, they crushed the guy, and his tweet was, it's games like this that should give pause to the New York Knicks management on whether or not it should give him a rookie contract extension. Ridiculous. Mind you, earlier that morning, I played a bite from Jay Williams saying, Zion needs to go to New York because he's a perfect pairing with R.J. Barrett. It's amazing okay. how how fast they turn. You know, it's, it's you so, can look at some of the guys. Careful. They love Julius Randle. Now yeah. they hate Julius Randle. You know, you, you love Ben Simmons. Yeah. Now you hate Ben Simmons. You still don't know who your head coach is going to be. Correct. I guarantee you, Zion goes there. It ain't going to be Tibbs. They might no. run him off he, this he's year. Gone. Yeah. He's gone. He's and gone. And Dolan's still going to be the owner. He kicks fans out of his stadium. <laughs> Former players out of the stadium. Yes. Good luck with that. Have at it again, though, man. I whatever. That's, that's his life, man. If that's the case. Which I don't know if it is. I don't, but you can close that up real quick. And the one person can. 800 if you'd like to chime in more DA next on ESPN New Orleans. College basketball's best dunkers and sharpshooters will gather in New Orleans on Thursday, March 31st, for the most exciting college hoops night of the year. Join celebrity judges Alvin Kamara and Jamar Chase at the State Farm College Slam Dunk in three-point championships at Xavier University's Convocation Center and kickstart the ultimate college basketball weekend downtown. Tickets start at just $10 and are going fast. Buy your tickets now at collegeslam.com. Don't miss the action on Thursday, March 31st. Welcome to Allstate, where you can save just by being you. DriveWise and the Allstate mobile app gives you personalized driving feedback. And by adding it to your policy, you can save for driving safe just by being yourself. Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands with Allstate. Click, call, or visit Allstate.com to save today. Not available in every state. Savings based on DriveWise and other safe driving discounts. Savings vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. 
How do you make the most of your land? Shaw does it behind the wheel of the John Deere 1025R compact tractor. Shaw stands for skilled hands at work. And he lives up to the name as he uses his versatile tractor to make the earth take the shape that I wanted to take. And the Allens fire up their John Deere 3032E compact tractor to grow about nine acres of flowers. Because the beauty of having land is deciding how to make it yours. There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. Learn how to make the most of yours at Deer.com. Nothing runs like a deer. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. It seems to me, and I have no way of knowing this for sure, that I don't know if I'm going to stay. I predicted whatever was worked out, it would be a situation where Rodgers could get out at the end of every year because I think he wants everyone in that same position next year. GJ and Max, followed by Greeny. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Can we talk? talk sports? Real sports. Give us a hot spoonful of your opinion. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Been a pleasure having Brian Biennemi here yesterday and today. Yeah, man. Would have been good if we could have made it the week. But unfortunately, tomorrow, you know, bad weather could come through, and I just want everybody to be safe. Yeah, no doubt. Going to have another one of those stormy days in the evening, especially 430 to 630 is kind of when another one of those lines come in. It's uh, a similar kind of situation set up as we saw in the tornado that hit downtown last week. So just watch the news tonight, watch your weather, get yourself ready for tomorrow. And then, uh, of course, this weekend, Final Four. But Dennis Allen, speaking this morning, said some very interesting things, as we mentioned earlier in the show, in case you're just joining us. Taysom Hill will focus this year on tight end. That is his position moving forward. That brings a close to the quarterback you know, thankfully, experiment. The team also signing Andy Dalton to a one-year deal worth up to six million, three million guaranteed. So that, again, he's you solidify the QB right from yeah. that situation. Now, Dennis Allen was also asked about the safeties. L- listen to this. I think, look, in a perfect world scenario, yes, um, but it doesn't always work out that way. Um, I go all the way back to. You know, when I was here the first time we won the Super Bowl, and it was Roman Harper and, and, and Darren Sharper, and they were two different types of players. And so um, I think it's our job as coaches to figure out exactly who we have and how we have to utilize those players. Um, and certainly in a perfect world scenario, you like to have the flexibility that, you know, they can both be uh, play back and play play down in the paint. But it... it, it uh, it's probably um, the exception to the rule rather than the rule. Now, Nick Underhill said he also asked Dennis Allen if Malcolm Jenkins had committed to another season. D.A., quote, first tweet, I'm not sure. You'd have to ask Malcolm that question. That's an interesting response. Very interesting response considering that, you know, Malcolm, I, I believe Diddy re- was one of the restructures that just took place not long no. ago. So uh, maybe he restructured so he could retire, you know, or maybe he's trying to be patient and say, let's see what the Saints do before I decide what's going to be my future. Yeah, so that's something to kind of keep an eye on um, moving forward if he is committed or not. So we'll see. Now, the other thing he did add specifically are Marcus May. Again, $4.5 million less than what Marcus Williams signed with the Ravens. Good veteran safety. Um, has some flexibility. Can play uh, both positions in the back end. Can play strong. Can play free. Uh, has range in the back end, uh, smart, instinctive. Uh, remember watching him, you know, coming out of Florida, really liked him then. Um, and, and seeing him at the Jets, he was somebody that we felt like had that kind of versatility that we're looking for. Again, I, when, when that signing happened, Brian, I was like, look, that he's a defensive coordinator. He's probably had a list. And again, they didn't just the day that Marcus Williams signed went, Oh, we don't, we, we need don't to have, say yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's if there's one thing you've at. learned, they, they've uh, they've done their due diligence and they have that ready to go. Um, Traquan Smith, why do we sign him? I think tough, competitive. You know, he's a guy that uh, can do all the all the dirty work for us. I think he's probably a little bit of an underrated player. Um, I think he's been great in our in our locker room. He's a good leader for us, um, and really. You know, I think, you know, you talk about a lot of superstars and, and, and they get a lot of the, uh, limelight, a lot of the credit, a lot of the, the notoriety, but it's, it's guys like that that, uh, you want to be able to fill your team with, um, just those tough, smart, competitive type guys. 
that might be a little underrated, speaking as he just said, comment in this, Brian. Yes, you do need productivity. Mm-hmm. You need production. You need stats. Right. Yeah. I mean, catches, yak, touchdowns. That's what you need at that position group. Right. But he was here, Dennis Allen, when Sean Payton decided to move on from Roman Harper, Malcolm Jenkins. And yes. it took a couple of years back to say there was a leadership void. Correct. I thought it was interesting. You heard him carefully toe that line. He, he didn't say he was great. He said he does the dirty he, work for yeah. us. He does the stuff that... He does his role. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And also, he brought up the leadership aspect of it. Which is why, again, I look at that and go, okay, that's to sort of, you know, do your thing. This is not the number two receiver or anything of that nature, but sometimes a player like that might be more important than maybe you and I initially at first go, you know, should it be a signing or not? Traquan's stats don't matter to me as much as maybe they do to other Saints fans. The problem I have with Traquan is that he doesn't stay healthy long enough to, you know, to impact the game. So that's my issue with him is, you know, I, they, the guy that they were looking at, uh, uh, Van, Val, Valdez Scantling. Yeah. Doesn't put up great numbers. Traquan has better numbers, but he stays healthy. And that's a problem that Traquan can't, you know, can't solve right now. That's a good point. Uh, another question that a lot of Saints fans sort of have here as well, because again, this is the defensive coordinator. Now is your head coach. Yeah. What is exactly the New Orleans Saints offensive philosophy now? Score more points than they do. There it is, ladies what? and gentlemen. The man just cracked there, the code. There, there the Da Vinci code has been solved. There it is. Once again, no, it's a lot longer bite, I promise. Score more points than they do. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think, um, I think we want to be able to, um, it, it all sounds cliche, you know, you want to be a balanced offense, you want to be able to run the ball, play action, all those kinds of things. I think ultimately, you know, at the end of the day, really, as a team, I want our team to be tough. Um, I want our team to be smart, play the game the right way, like understand situational football, don't beat your um, And I want our team to, you know, compete on every single play. And I think if you boil it down to those simple three things – and you can do those three things, I think you're going to be pretty good. Thoughts? Okay, I'm with it. I I have no issues with that. You know, the first bite said it all to me. You know, score more points than the other team. Okay, good. Did you have a defense? You and I would text back and forth. When this team was rolling, that even in that year where they lost the NFC Championship game, they they had the ability through the run game to be physical. And and when they were at, at, at their highest peak of success, this offense under Peyton. Yeah. They instill their will. Sean Drew Brees would say it all the time, right? Oh yeah, they they, yeah. they, they dictate the game. We dictate, yeah. which changed Brian in his last year when he was like, "Hey, every week's a different game plan depending on what the defense is doing." Correct. And that's when I went, "We're in trouble." Yeah, they're limited. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly right, yeah. exactly because you're 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 now reacting to what they're doing. Correct. And that was a change of philosophy to me, but it's also maybe an understanding. That you couldn't do. Yeah. Maybe some of the things you can. No doubt about it. I mean, we, we knew that Drew couldn't draw the long ball anymore the minute that Sean pulled, you know, a Hall of Fame quarterback out of the game and let a, you know, basically a rookie who had, you know, no starts under his belt and Taysom throw the ball downfield. That's the element of the Saints offense that's been missing. And you, you know, you know, mentioned the glory days, 2011, when they had Sproles and Graham and, you Absolutely. know, PC, like, that was an unstoppable offense. Yeah. Sean Payton couldn't do that in 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021. So I think now we're going to kind of see maybe DA get back to that because the deep ball is back. If you know, I, I heard, uh, I forgot what you call her, uh, called earlier, mentioned Deontay Hardy being a go-to guy. Yeah. If he stays healthy, yeah, yeah, no doubt he's a go-to guy because he can stretch the field. Yeah. He's so small and diminutive that you need somebody else to go along with that. So if the deep ball is back, and JD mentioned it when he was on the show with us, if the deep ball is back because that's what Jameis does well. Well, he, he said the same night. thing that I told you about. He, he looked restrained. Yeah, And I understand that for Sean. Because look, and I brought this up and Drew said it on a Sunday night um, studio one night after a game or before a game where he said, hey, I had to earn that. Yeah. You know, to where I was as we remember it in 09 and 11 and all of that. Yeah. Those first two years, the Saints weren't put up 40, 50 points. No, he was yeah. on the pitch count yeah. that first year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I keep trying to tell everybody relax, including you. When no. it comes to the draft. I won't. Wide receiver. Wide receiver revolution. Part DA, two. DA, how good is this draft? Look, it's hard to really say. Oh, no. I mean. Ah, yeah. Wait, Thank uh, you, DA. Wait, wait. Everybody wants to kind of compare yeah. this draft to other drafts yes. and, and where's it deep? Where's it not deep? You know, the honest to God's truth is you're not going to know until three years from now really how, how good it was. 
um, because it's not until they get in and, and, and start playing that you kind of realize exactly what what you have. So um, I do know that I feel like the numbers are maybe a little bit more, um, and and I feel like really you're probably looking at, at you know some guys maybe in years past that might have been you know late round draft choice that that might be you know available as as college free agents there it is going to undrafted college rookie free agent round dennis allen sports hang up and take his next on espn new orleans Ramsey's is paying the taxes on every item you purchase. Up to $4,000. And if you buy your diamond separate from the ring... We'll count that as two separate items. Because we love you. Our tax-free event is going on right now. Through Saturday, April 2nd. Come in and take a look. We've got fabulous engagement ring diamonds. And big anniversary diamonds. That are easily within your budget. Tell them about big anniversary diamonds, Lori. A big anniversary diamond is any diamond that's at least twice as big as the one in her engagement ring. A big anniversary diamond says... I love you twice as much today as the day I married you. Boys, it's time to go big. One full carrot. Go big, two carrots. Go big, three carrots. We can even custom design your ring to make it one of a kind. Big anniversary diamonds. Fabulous prices, tax-free. And 0% financing. With approved credit. Welcome to Ramsey's. Our tax-free event is going on right now. But it ends this Saturday at 6 p.m. Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers is the largest diamond store in Louisiana on veterans between Bonneville and West End in Metairie. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. If your garage door is damaged or destroyed during Hurricane Ida, then you need to call American Garage Door Supplies in Homa today. If you need a dependable repair or professional installation, American Garage Door Supplies in Homa will deliver a level of incredible service for your residence or business. Call 985-633-1623 today or stop by 7424 West Park in Homa and check out the many colors of residential and commercial roll-up doors. Plus, at American Garage Door Supplies of Homa, you'll get your door in just a few weeks, not months. Like us on Facebook, American Garage Doors. What would you say? Sports. All day long. Hello, sports fans. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. You know, Brian, I kind of feel like we have not done our job today. And why and, not? And not um, completely give all the signings and dealings and things of that nature. As um, there has been a signing inside the NFC South. Your Atlanta Falcons have signed wide receiver Cadero Hodges to a one-year contract, base salary 1.035 mil, signing bonus of 35,000, and a cap hit of 930,000. Uh, Brian, who is that? Me, basically. I mean, I, I don't, I honestly, he could walk in here I'm wearing just, a jersey. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a championship move. And this is coming in now. It's supposed to be that Julius Randle is expected to approach the Knicks after the season to discuss trade opportunities. (laughs) That's where Zion was supposed to go, by the way. Are you you being serious? Yes. I, I have that ready to go, by the way. New York, New York. Ready to go. So this man... Did he win, like, Comeback Player of the Year award last year or something? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. He led the Knicks back to a playoff, right? Yeah. Because they hadn't, like, done it ever. Like, I don't think Jordan was alive the last time they were in the playoffs. I'm being serious. He's 21 years old. What, in, like, 20 years? What was it, like, 98 or something like that the last time he was in the playoffs? I'm just being honest, right? Yeah. Um, Tom Thibodeau, right? When he, uh, like, runner up to Coach of the Year or something like that. Didn't he win it or something? It's been a long time. Yeah. Um, or was it the Linsanity time? There's still a good long time. It's been a while. It's been years. a while. All, all I know is the man that literally had uh, Spike Lee in them ready to go, right? Yeah. Showing up back to the garden. Um, it's ready to get out of there. Oh, wow. Okay, so maybe we're wrong. Knicks apparently made the playoffs last year. 
No, that's what I'm saying. Last year was the first year. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. But before that's what that, I'm talking about. Yeah, Julius Randle. Yeah, he was there last year. I, I thought you meant like yeah. uh, no, over he, the past year. Brought him to the playoffs last year. Uh, how many years has it been? Yeah. God, where are they? Yep. Wow. Okay. New York, baby. It really is nice, though, isn't it, to see beat reporters for the Knicks question whether or not they should give R.J. Barrett an extension. The guy that pretty much brought him into a playoff last year, he wants out. 2013. But everybody wants to yeah. go there, Brian. Uh, apparently, that? yeah. Apparently. Did you Z- know everybody wants to go there? Zion's breaking on the door to get there. You ain't heard? <laughs> 2013 was the last time yes. the Knicks won a postseason game. Oh, there you go. Yeah. They went one and four last year. I can't hear you. Frank singing. This is way more important. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Stop spreading the news. You know, they blamed uh, Tibbs earlier in the season, too. It's still his fault. Still his fault. Okay. But you have this. Who wouldn't want to go to this, right? I mean, you know, bright lights, big city. (laughs) Good Christmas. Teach his own, Brian. I, I just each listen, his own. I've been to New York. Okay. It's a nice place to visit. I can't wait. Like, Wouldn't want to live it, there. I'm with you. And, and, and when I say visit, it's probably like a weekend. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah. I, but yeah. but you know me though, right? I mean, what what, what did you see in my backyard just backyard now? Backyard barbecue. I got the pellet grill ready to yeah. go tonight again. I like my yard. I've been playing baseball at the baseball tee with car. I I that is just not me. I'm not the concrete jungle guy. No, a lot of people love that. Now again, depending on where you are in your life, you know, you're young, ain't got kids. Condo living might be the way to go about it. I'm you know, that, a, that is not me. I'm more like you, West Coasted. I, I need just, palm trees and me, sunshine. Give me the good weather, man. <laughs> give me yeah, good weather man. in big I backyards. Just, that is just that is just not me. That's yeah. hey again though. To each their own, however they want to do it. One final bite um, from Dennis Allen, which I think we'll expand a lot tomorrow. He went and paid a visit to Michael Thomas. John DeSays are bringing that up. Here's the sound. Well, look, I think part of being the head coach is establishing those relationships with your players, regardless of who those players were. Um, I do feel like that, you know, um, Mike's kind of been a little bit on the periphery, really, for the last couple of years because of the injury. Um, And I just feel like it's important that, you know, he is one of our better players. And I think uh, that relationship between he and I is important. And and so... um, so yeah, I felt like it was a, a a cool deal to go out and 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 see him in in California, going through the rehab process and just get a t- get some time to just visit with him just personally, um, and get to know him a little bit better. I think that's a very big deal, Brian. Mm-hmm. I'm also trying not to read too much into it when he says going through the rehab process. I would hope that he'd be done rehab by now. Uh, so would I. <laughs> that surgery was last summer, wasn't it? Yeah, okay. he's been. Just, it's been a year now. Okay, I'm just, I'm just, yeah. Just saying, I now that that could mean just the rehab process of just you know still working out and getting into that. I yeah. I'm assuming that he will be ready to go for OTAs. If I get a report <laughs> that just, says you know Michael Thomas yeah. expected you know to be back you know first four weeks of the season, I'm, I'm going to yeah. lose it because by now you should be healthy. I, I'm just by now you yeah. would you would it was an ankle right? Yeah. Okay. Jameis uh, tore what? His uh, ACL. A knee. A knee. Yeah, and he's mm-hmm. he's throwing. Yeah, he's he's running around he's and everything. Expected to be ready for the start of the season. Okay. In, in fact, Jameis said he's ahead of schedule. <laughs> okay. You know what? I need a report from Mike saying, "Man, I'm, I'm ready to go." <laughs> yeah, I, I like a little video. Just yeah, a little video. Give here. me a little workout video. You know what? About a little box jumps. You know what? I like some box jumps. Some running in the sand. Running Just, in the sand would give me be that. fine. You, you, and, you know, on the West Coast, got the beaches. How about a little jog to the refrigerator to grab something? You know what? I'd like, you know what? Make a commercial out of it. Make a commercial out of it. <laughs> Brian, as always, man, I appreciate the time. Uh, it goes by too fast. Two days, my friend. Yeah, I know, man. And it doesn't even feel like I've been here for one yet. Good luck in Denver, son. Thank you, brother. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Matt, let's go after further reviews next on ESPN New Orleans.